Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 19th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. I would say the vibes have been nice and they have been tight. No drama, no beefs. So that's always good. Just been a pretty easy, breezy, beautiful day. And I really mean that. I mean, looking out, like it's nice, not too hot, not too cold. It is the perfect Ohio weather where you can wear a hoodie and some hoochie daddies on the same day. And I, I love that for me. <laughs> it's it's peak weather. So yeah, that's been good. Let's see here. There's nothing to really report on my food, sadly. It's, it's very ho-hum, very regular. We're hunkering down. You know how it is. End of the month vibes survival. Yeah, well, actually, I do have some hopefully, you know, good food in store, but they're not going to be for a while. But, you know, let us pray. Uh, Let's see. Um, Yeah, nothing to really report. So I'm going to go ahead, do my little intro break as I like to do. Wish I had a better name for that. Maybe Newsies can help me out. Give me a give me a little brainstorm. Yeah, and, and truly, I wish y'all would interact with me more. I'm not mad. At the end of the day, I'm happy you're here just listening to me, you know, rant and rattle about some news in my life. But obviously, feel free. You know, the lines are open, if you will. Uh, at least, you know, just hit me up off the pot. <laughs> that would be cool. I would love... My dream one day is to have a setup where I can, like, go live, like, on Twitch or something like that. That would be the most ideal. Um, and my internet doesn't explode. That would be super fun and cool. Maybe one day, maybe when the finances are better, you know, I really make this into my fortress of solitude, you know, the real operation I want it to be. But, you know, we can dream on that note. Oh, it dawned on me. Um, the job gave us free ice cream today. I did get one, one thing. I got the, uh, chocolate vanilla in a cup with a cone with sprinkles. So yeah, that was a thing. Uh, that was, you know, that was yummy as usual. Oh, I hate that. Like having frozen like milk is essentially right. You know, just makes you feel so guilty sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I ate something extra. Oh, now I'm going to be like the Michelin Man. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who the Michelin Man is, look him up. Uh, big boy. Uh, tires. Anyway. <clears throat> Let's get into it. From the Associated Press. India expels Canadian diplomat, escalating tensions after Trudeau accuses India uh, in Sikhs killing. India expelled one of Canada's. Can- Canada's top diplomats Tuesday, ramping up a confrontation between the two countries over accusations that India may have been involved in the killing of a Sikh separatist leader in suburban Vancouver. India, which has dismissed the the accusations as absurd, said the expulsion came amid growing concern at the interference of Canadian diplomats in our um, internal matters and their involvement in anti-India activities. Uh, That is according to a statement from its Ministry of External Affairs. 
So, you know, at this point, I think both sides are kind of trying to say, like, hey, you know, like, it's not that crazy. It's, it's all good. But, like, they are, like, you know, Trudeau is trying to, you know, talk to, you know, this this big, you know, Sikh Indian diaspora that's in Canada that is, like, looking for answers in the situation where it's like, yo, it definitely looks like these two mass men who may have had ties to the government in India, you know, killed this guy, uh, which I have the name of. I, I, I'll find it. I'll get you. Uh, Hardeep Singh Najjar, who was 45 years old. Uh, he was a Sikh leader who was killed by mass gunmen in June in Surrey, outside of Vancouver. For years, India said Najjar, a Canadian citizen born in India, has links to terrorism. So essentially, they're saying like, hey, this guy, you know, he was up to terrorist activities in our country. He, um, you know, then fled, you know, moved to Canada. But now he's still stirring up this, uh, you know, the separatist mentality. He's trying to, like, turn Canada into an enclave of, you know, Sikh separatists. And you guys are just uh, letting them in regards, in regards to Canada. And, you know, Canada's like, no, we're not doing that. That's not what it is. Uh, it's not like that at all, Modi. Um, but let me read some more here. Najjar, a plumber who was also a leader in what remains of a one strong movement to create an independent Sikh homeland known as Khalistan, a, a bloody decade-long Sikh insurgency uh, shook North India in the 1980s until being crushed in a government crackdown in which thousands of uh, people were killed, including prominent Sikh leaders. So, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit in terms of with India. Like, I mean, obviously, lately we've been talking about just a lot of the W's they've been getting, you know, going to space, leading the G20 summit. You know, there's a lot of things are coming up rosy for them. Uh, but there have been other things that we've talked about when it comes to, you know, India, you know, as of late. You know, they have been, you know, cracking down on, you know, non-Hindu face and people like, just doing kind of whatever and just kind of allowed to get away with it because that's kind of majority talk. And you you see here, you know, looking back at the history, you know, I'm learning a little bit here today just <laughs> about, um, you know, just some of the struggles that took place between the Sikh people and, you know, India as a government. Now, I'm not saying that like one side's good, one side's bad here. You know, I'm sure the thick of it, you know, bad shit happened. But uh, that being said, when you look at a power and you look at the people not in power and then you see like, oh, it looks like you guys maybe have been sending people around or contacting people to organize assassinations because it's not just here. It's also taken place in other countries as well, as like Pakistan. Um, so this is something that's seemingly becoming a growing problem with the power that India is generating. But at the same time, if you're in the West, it seems like, well, that's okay. Cause that's our guy. You know what I mean? Like we might make a kerfuffle with Saudi Arabia when they kill a journalist or whatever, because they're kind of not our guys right now. We're kind of murky. And if it's, if we're talking about China, then yeah, we can talk about the Uyghurs. We can talk about all the fucking fucked up shit that's happening there. We're going to fucking raise the flag and light the torch there. But with India, I don't know. But with Canada, they're forced to deal with this because it's literally on their soil. They like have to confront this issue. So, you know, that that's kind of a, one reason I kind of just wanted to talk about it. Kind of brought me here. Um, for India, they definitely are very much on the defensive here. They're like, look, 
like you are allowing this shit to happen. Like you're allowing this like Sikh separatist mentality to breed here and you're not being very pro-India right now and we don't like it. Uh, it, it apparently led to some friction at G20, just some awkward interactions between uh, Narendra Modi and Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, and the Prime Minister of India, respectively. Um, so yeah, apparently uh, Trudeau skipped on a like a host like uh, like I said, G20 was hosted by India. Uh, apparently, I think there was like something that Narendra Modi was hosting. Trudeau didn't go to that. Uh, Trudeau thought he was going to get to actually sit down and have like a bilateral kind of conversation talk, really sort some things out. Uh, apparently he just got pulled aside. So, you know, that's, that's, you never want to get pulled aside. Like for reference, I know there's uh, like the UN, I think they did some kind of thing. Zelensky was involved. Biden's involved. Did a lot of yibber yabber, jabber jabber. Oh, we're giving them more money. Uh, but Netanyahu got, I think, pulled aside, is going to get pulled aside by Biden to do some talks. You, you just don't want to be in the alley having the side talk. You know what I mean? You want to be in the office. You want to be like in the official spaces doing that kind of shit. feels like a snub whenever you get pulled aside. So yeah, I mean, they're really trying to work this shit out, but Trudeau came back and it's like, look, dude, I did lay this, this out. I laid the situation out. I said, hey, like, this isn't okay. If this is happening, we need to have like clear, transparent, you know, conversations and really sort this out, get to the bottom of this. And, you know, it seems like it was more or less dismissed by Modi. So, you know, that is more or less the situation at hand. Figured I'd, uh, you know, throw my two cents in there, talk about it a little bit. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and move along. Uh, let's go to South Carolina uh, from CNN. Crews start to recover debris of an F-35 fighter jet worth about $100 million as investigators probe the mishap that forced the pilot to eject. After an F-35 fighter jet disappeared into the South Carolina sky, officials, officials, officials have found its debris field and launched an investigation into the mishap that forced its pilot to eject. According to the U.S. Marine Corps and defense official with knowledge of the subject, the pilot ejected Sunday near Charleston and was taken to a local medical facility in stable condition, uh, Joint Base Charleston said. But the fighter jet went missing, which is crazy. Uh, these things are like $100 million or some shit. Like they're very expensive fucking vehicles or, you know, ships or jet fighter, whatever. You know what I mean? This is expensive ass fucking tech. And you're telling me this shit just went coasted. Just and just was never heard again. You know, like, uh, but we did, we were able to find the debris field. It's actually funny. Literally, they had like, uh, they had to like kind of go and make a post, you know, make an announcement about the situation. And they were like, they let, they gave out a hotline and said like, hey, if you have any tips, if you've seen it, what have you, let us know, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> like, yo, like, isn't there some kind of way of tracking this? Like when you think, and yes, there is, there is a tracker that's supposed to be on the jet, but apparently it malfunctioned in, in the situation. So, I mean, hey, at least this is another accident but at the same time silver lining no one got hurt you know hey that's good to know also uh bbc laid out a fun fact for me apparently 
where they've found the debris is like somewhere near the Bermuda Triangle, which I had no idea it was so close to the state. I always thought it was like somewhere very far away. But honestly, as much as I'm a news commentator, if you put a map in my face and said, hey, uh, find all the places that you talk about, I would be found lacking. I'll be real with you. Okay, look, this is, uh, you, you come here for free. <laughs> okay, I'm just doing my best. Uh, but yeah. This was just some some more air incident news. I feel like this year has just been crazy trains, fucking crazy planes, and you know I just I got to be here to talk about it. Um, let's see, the F thirty five B Lightning II jet uh, is described as the most lethal, survivable, and connected fighter jet in the world by Lockheed Martin. Gotta love a good Lockheed Martin special. You know they don't fucking miss. Except, apparently, once again, with the tracking. Uh, it wasn't that connected. <laughs> Do better, maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm so... the enti- Okay, this is the entire program. I'm sorry. The entire F-35 program is on track to cost $1.7 trillion over the lifetime of the plane. It is not clear what prompted the pilot to eject on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, I get it. Everything fucks up, but it's just crazy that so much money and effort and time is put into something like this, and you just have, like, a kerfuffle, like, yeah, there was just something wrong with it. Oh, there was another thing, too. Uh, This mark's apparently not the one. We've talked about another, but, like, the third incident. I I skimmed past it with all my clicking. See if I can find it here. Um, Here we go. Um, a pilot was killed on August 24th when a Marine Corps F-A-18 Hornet combat jet crashed near San Diego. The cause of the accident remains under investigation. Pretty sure I didn't cover this one, but there was the Osprey that crashed, um, in Australia. We did cover that one. Um, also I learned that apparently how that plane moves around is why it's so fucking cool. I don't know if it really, like, gave it justice, uh, there, but it allows it to, like, make these, like, really springy, quick maneuvers, and it can land very well and easily because of how it can fly. But that being said, uh, you, you make two spry of a maneuver and, uh, people die. So, you know, there's that. Uh, anyway, let's move along. Uh, we are in Los Angeles now, L.A., from the Associated Press. A suspect has been arrested in the ambush killing of a Los Angeles County Sheriff deputy. Um, all right. So, so, yeah, someone shot the deputy. It was not in self-defense. A 29-year-old man was arrested early Monday, 36 hours after the ambush killing of a Los Angeles County Sheriff deputy who was shot as he sat in a patrol car. The suspect barricaded himself inside a home in the city of Palm Palmdale for several hours, but later surrendered and weapons were recovered. Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna told a news conference. Sheriff officials identified the arrested suspect as Kevin Catanio Salazar of Palmdale. Uh, Luna said authorities have not yet determined the motive for the killing of the 30-year-old deputy Ryan Clink Clune. Oh my goodness, Clink Clune Broomer, 
on Saturday evening. He described the situation as fluid and said there could be more arrest. Okay, I didn't know there was potentially more arrest. Uh, I kind of glazed over that a little bit, but you know, definitely there is more. I'll definitely be posted. But yeah, like this was a weird situation where this cop was ambushed. I had heard tale of this, and at the time he was like in critical condition, and then he passed. But um, in the situation here. It's said by his mom, the, the suspect's mom, that he's diagnosed with schizophrenia and, you know, she tried to get him on his meds. She even, like, you know, talked to authorities about it and, like, they even told her, like, if he, he's an adult, he's, like, I believe 29 years old, if he doesn't want to take his meds, we can't make him. And, you know, she was obviously in the same situation, but you know, apparently things spiral out. He gets involved in a situation and now a cop is dead and um yeah they like surrounded the house with a warrant um everyone else gets escorted out of the house he barricades himself in i think they use like some kind of chemical i imagine like cure gas kind of thing uh he winds up surrendering but uh yeah i mean it is an unfortunate situation like you know we talk a cab all that fucking shit at the end of the day um it's not like i'm fucking out here telling you to fucking shoot your local person like no that fucking doesn't do anything and it's just gonna be an evil act done to a person um, you know, I, I get the act of violence from the state trickles down and sometimes you, you want to punch up at anything and everything, but I don't know. I, I and, and I don't see the good in that in the short or long term. I think it's bad. I don't, I don't want to be a person or a podcast that ever advocates that. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it is hard because people die all the time for all kinds of fucking reasons. And you do see a story like this that does get a lot of coverage because a deputy, it's a, it's a, it's a law enforcement person. You know how the propaganda gets spun. You know how the shit goes. And, um, you know, you see this roles get reversed and things of that nature and people just get, get, they just get off. They get to go walking. They get community service or whatever the fuck because they're low value, limited value, as another cop officer said. So, you know. Uh, you know, it is sad to see loss, uh, you know, condolences to the family, all that kind of shit. But yeah, that is uh, about as much as I can kind of cover on that. And, you know, I will definitely keep you posted if there's more to it, if they do find more suspects, things of that nature. Okay, uh, we got one more thing to cover. And I got to tell you, I don't like talking about it. It's icky. It's it's sticky and just not fun. Not not good. Not good for the vibes. Uh, you know, I, I hate covering on bad news, but, um, you know, we got to do it sometimes. We got to do that shit. So let me take my break, brace myself, brace yourself, and we'll, we'll talk about the brand. All right. <coughs> I'm sorry. I know. <coughs> Ooh, I know. The, the, wicked, the wicked things I do to your ear holes. Forgive me. Mm. All the burping, all the coughing, sneezing. I do limit the eating. I, I heard eating today, and um, I was like, ooh. Oh, and I think I'm like, I know I'm the worst. I'm worse than this. I'm worse than, you know, an apple cruncher on a microphone. Uh, but that's why I love y'all for listening. Despite all my foes and faux pas, 
um, all my broadcasting fails, you guys stick around. And I love y'all for that. So, you know, before we get into this icky. Also, trigger warning, we're going to talk about, you know, sexual assault, abuse, that kind of shit. I know I'm bad with that, but, you know, trying to do that here. Uh, From NBC News. YouTube suspends Russell Brand from making money off his channel. The BBC also pulled some of the British star shows from its streaming services following rape and sexual assault allegations against the comedian who has developed into a wellness and conspiracy influencer, which I do love that they put uh, brackets over or quotations over wellness because true, I, I've since his pivot from being, you know, uh, a mainstream guy into what he has become, I, I don't know. I have not seen any wellness. Um, anyway, let's get into it. YouTube has blocked Russell Brand from making money off his platform off its platform. And the BBC pulled some of his shows from its online streaming service in the wake of rape and sexual assault allegations against the comedian-turned-influencer. YouTube said in a statement early Tuesday that it had suspended monetization from Brand's channel for violating its creator responsibility policy. If a creator's off-platform behavior harms our our users, employees, or ecosystem— we take action to protect the community, the online platform said, a.k.a. we are protecting our bread ecosystem, bitch. Get out of here. Um, yeah, for BBC, they're like some of their programs. It's weird because they're like they only took off the ones that were deemed to f- uh, fall below public expectations. But I guess they kept some for other reasons, like maybe because it's like a group thing or whatever. Um but yeah, Brand has developed a major following uh, on his YouTube channel in the recent years, amassing more than 6.6 million subscribers while cultivating an online persona of wellness as a wellness and a conspiracy influencer. But I mean, I'm sure you or I know him from like the movies, the stand-up. I mean, goddamn, I remember Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That is like an ultimate like breakup movie kind of vibe, kind of deal. Um, also, I was reading an article that brought up that, like, like at least three of the, like, four main stars have been, like, canceled, hashtag, or whatever the fuck. But, um, like, as in uh, Noah, we covered. At least I did in a short, I think. Yeah. Uh, Kunis, uh, <laughs> her little apology. Um, and then, um, let's see... Last but not least, Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I you know, I remember Brand from from that. I remember Brand from Get Him to the Greek, f- fucking Furry Wall, Smoke a Jeffrey. Uh, I remember stand up. Like I, I definitely reference fucking bits uh, from this fucking guy. But you realize that you put these people on this pedestal. You go, oh, celebrity, celebrity. But we talked about this with like majors and others, where it's like they do these fucking fucked up things and. It's crazy because I remember seeing last week him come up with a pre-allegations video. And, of course, I love this because it's not an apology. It's not. Essentially, he's saying, like, yo, I didn't do anything. These are all from my time when I was, like, very popular in mainstream, like, um, media and I was promiscuous, and that's what these allegations are. But I refute the, like, evil, decrepit things that they're saying. But um, yeah, let's let's read a little bit from what I highlighted. Uh, the developments come after multiple sexual assault allegations against the British star were published over, were published over the weekend, with Brand, 
excuse me, um, 48 years old, accused of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse by four women in a joint investigation by the Times of London um, and Channel 4 dispatches. The fifth woman accused him of flashing his genitals at her. Um, and they all have, like, you know, stories that are pretty graphic in detail. Just some of the abuse. It's very, it's very, just, it's controlling, it's manipulative. The things he says, the things he does. Um, and also, they're, like, hearing some details. There are moments where it's like, there's literally, like, a situation where there's a 16-year-old girl. And technically, by British law, that's okay in the consensual or whatever. But at the end of the day, BBC was like getting a taxi for Russell Brand for this girl to get her from school to the to his house. And the girl tells a story about how like the cab was like, please don't go in there. Please. Like I have a daughter your age. Please do not go in there. Um, so there's that. That that happens. That's fucked up. Like, ugh. Um, there are moments of just, you know, just outright just, you know, rape allegations. Uh, moments where he's, like, prevented a person from leaving. Moments where it's, like, a person had to literally physically hit him to stop him from doing any more. And uh, him just being, like, I actually, like, like to see you like this. I like to see you cry. I like the mascara coming down your face. Like, saying just evil shit like that. Or having moments where he would do a thing and then, like, apologize in a text. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the, uh, let's see, on Monday, London's Metropolitan Police Service said it was investigating a report of an alleged sexual assault in 2003 in the wake of allegations against Brand. Uh, the public, the police department told NBC News it received a report of sexual assault against Brand on Sunday, a day after the publication of the investigation and the airing of a document on the subject on Saturday. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, we continue to encourage anyone who believes that they may have been a victim of sexual offense, no matter how long ago it was to contact us, uh, the department said. So that's good that they are, you know, really taking on all the stories, potentially, you know, seeing all avenues. I foresee Brand in this situation. He did come out. He did the pre, uh, allegations talk on his little YouTube. Then he did, um a like a show what he was like you know supposed to do or whatever he came out it was weird people were like i support you no matter what i do think though that this is pre some of all the allegations really hitting the fan but then again they could have been like no i meant it i meant what i said here no matter what um but it i foresee lawsuits i foresee probably some criminal you know trial shit uh you know we'll definitely try to get as much of that as we can in um yeah i don't know it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like damn you, you like i said you you put these people on the pedestal i remember being more surprised when i heard this shit i remember being more surprised that when i remember hearing him talk about like covid not being real talking about the world forum bullshit conspiracy all that fucking shit i remember being more surprised about that pivot than hearing about this and that 
you know, that maybe says something about me that like, hey, like you, this guy's been talking about all kinds of crash shit. There's been plenty of people that have been like saying, yo, like da, da, da. but in also in my head, I'm like, well, he like was like married to Katy Perry or whatever. Like I said, in my head, I go through, oh yeah, nah, it's probably whatever. It's probably not that bad. This is a person who's been out about their addiction. It's been out about their sexual uh, whatevers. And you just think, yeah, it's whatever. They're just weird. They're just a little creepy, but whatever. But like, no, at the end of the day, they were doing the shit. The shit happens. Now you have, you know, the allegations match. So here we are, you know, I, I really was like, hey, that matches and shit, that shit was rough. Ugh, we got through it though. Cool. We can move along. No, there's more. There is always going to sadly be more. It's going to be more majors, more, you know, brands, all this kind of shit. Um, you know, because these celebrities are, they're humans. They, they do human things and, you know, sometimes you know, people do things behind, beyond the pale. It's fucked up and it's gross and it's sad. And I personally, yeah, I don't like talking about it, but I, I do think it's wrong to shy away from it, right? Like, so I do try to, you know, buck up and, and cover it when I can, um, you know, but at the same time, not make it all about that because I cover shooting, shooting, shootings and yada, 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 political, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I, I do try to add the levity when I can, do what I can, but yeah, it's the world, it's icky, it's the abyss, whew, okay, all right, that's it, uh, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com, this is News, if you'd like to support the effort, you know, bigger rigs, bigger possibilities, Ooh, I need more money for that, <laughs> it would help, um, but if you'd like to become a newsie, I shout you out at the top of the month, and then also, uh, I plug a project, thing you're on, uh, feedback zone, uh, gmail.com. So Zazia news, Zazia news one. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking. Uh, yeah. Zazia news one at gmail.com. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. Feedback, uh, social medias. You can find me on those YouTube subscribe. Please do that. Thumbs up all the reviews. Thanks so much. I love ya. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love ya. Bye-bye.